Well, hello and uh, welcome to the CSF Monthly Podcast, the first for 2022. It's probably a little late, but let me wish you a very good new year. It's an old Scottish tradition, however late in the year it is. Well, this podcast aims to keep you up to date with the latest information and data in the field of rheumatology. And the papers we'll be covering in today's podcast both focus on tofacitinib and the safety of this therapeutic in people with rheumatoid arthritis. First paper looks at the risk of herpes zoster events in patients with RA treated with tofacitinib. And while previous studies have characterized the increased herpes zoster risk with jacinibs, the clinical management of these events has not been detailed, at least until now. This is a post-hoc analysis by Kevin Winthrop and his colleagues and provides the first detailed description of the management and outcomes of herpes zoster events in RA and PSA clinical trials uh, of tofacitinib. Second of today's paper uh, reviews looks at interstitial lung disease that's a challenge for us all. And Citra et al. investigate incidence rates of this common chronic and progressive extraarticular manifestation of rheumatoid in people receiving tofacitinib 5 or 10 milligrams BID and helps to identify known risk factors of RALD in clinical practice. Now, as ever, to get the detailed summary slides of the papers we're discussing today, please go to cytokinesignaling.com. It's a cracking resource. Uh, you've got the slides there, you've got background information, abstract summaries, and I, I must say it, it really is a very helpful place to go. So, first paper, clinical management of herpes zoster in patients with rheumatoid arthritis or psoriatic arthritis receiving tofacitinib treatment. Well, background here I think is pretty obvious. We, we know from prior studies that there's an increased herpes zoster risk with jacinibs, and, uh, but we don't know much about the clinical management and what happened in those contexts. And this study aimed to retrospectively evaluate how herpes zoster events and their sequelae were clinically managed during the RA and PSA tofacitinib clinical development programs. So post hoc analysis of data from 21 RA and three PSA clinical studies, outcomes of herpes zoster events, serious and non-serious and tofacitinib treatment changes were evaluated in response to first and second herpes zoster events. Key results, well, 783 patients, so that's 11% out of the total of 7,061 with rheumatoid experienced more than uh, or, or equal to one herpes zoster event, 63 of whom had more than or equal to two events. In patients with PSA 36, that's 4.6% out of a total of 783 patients experienced more than or equal to one herpes zoster event and one of whom had actually two or more events. For most of the herpes zoster events, tofacitinib treatment was unchanged or only temporarily discontinued. The majority of patients received antiviral treatment, most within three days of onset, and the time to resolution was numerically shorter for second herpes zoster events as compared with first. Okay, so it's a post-hoc analysis, of course, with all the limitations that that uh, offers, but it still gives us a detailed description of the management and outcomes of the events in the tofacitinib clinical trial program. I think this is an area we need to continue to watch very carefully and more clinical data will be very welcome. In general, the uh, uh, events were generally non-serious, uh, mild, moderate in severity, and easily clinically manageable with resolving uh, outcome from most of our patients. Um, we do need to look in future at ways to optimize herpes zoster management for tofacitinib and indeed the other JAK inhibitors and to assess the efficacy and safety of the adjuvant recombinant subunit vaccine in patients with RA and PSA receiving tofacitinib and other JAK inhibitors. 
Okay, change of subject. Uh, interstitial lung disease. Uh, well, tofacitinib is an oral jacinib for the treatment of rheumatoid. Interstitial lung disease is an extraticular manifestation of RA. And this was another post-hoc analysis that investigated the incidence rates of interstitial lung disease, ILD, in patients with RA receiving tofacitinib at either 5 or 10 milligrams. Um, identified a potential risk factors in this study, and it's a pooled analysis of patients receiving tofacitinib 5 or 10 milligrams or placebo from 21 clinical trials. Well, the instance rates for ILD with both TOFA doses were 0.18 per 100 patient years. The instance rates of ILD with both TOFA doses uh, remain generally stable over time. Uh, multivariate COX regression analysis identified age of more than 65 years, current smokers, and DAS28 scores significant risk factors for ILD events. Uh, the rates of serious infections were numerically higher for patients with ILD events versus those without ILD events. So this is a post-hoc analysis, data pooled across 21 trials. Uh, the incidence rate for ILD events was 0.18 per 100 patient years overall. Uh, the, the incidence rate does appear to be associated with known risk factors of established RA and testicial lung disease. So probably not a lot of surprises there, but still good to know. And as ever, I, I think for me as a clinician, I'm always thinking about that older patient, someone who's current smoker and someone whose disease activity has been difficult to control. Well, as ever, to view the publications uploaded this month and to access all of the other podcasts and resources, head over to cytokinesignaling.com. And of course, thank you ever so much for your attention. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. And as ever, I wish you safe and healthy times as we move through this terrible pandemic time that affects all of us in clinical practice and of course more importantly all of our patients. So thanks very much for your attention.